anybody's going to mess this up, it'll be me and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let us loose. Remember the course you were in as a kid? How about your high school marching band? Or maybe it's just that one class you took in college or a summer camp at the local community theater. Or maybe exploring being on stage as an adult for the first time. In every arts organization, there are hundreds of stories of how those experiences change people's lives. We want to hear and share those stories. These are the stories of impact and change making through an organization called Central Florida Community Arts. Through this journey, you will meet people who lead or intersect with our mission to build and serve community through the arts. On this episode, you will hear from my friend, Sarah Brady, former board chair and an artist. Hi, Sarah Brady. Hi. Uh, I, I, I sort of got struck when you said an artist. Well, I thought you would. That's why I highlighted it. <laughs> But you weren't art. You are an artist because you got to sing on stage with CFC Arts. I did, but I don't know that that qualifies me as an artist. It may just qualify me as a sucker. <laughs> there might be a little bit of that, but I remember you laughing and smiling and singing. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I, I think it was terrifying and fulfilling and inspirational. Uh, all all rolled into one um but I, I loved it. Just loved it. you know terrifying is a word that i think of when i think of the arts too because it doesn't matter how many times i've been on stage conducting a show i am so nervous every single time it never gets it never goes away wow because you're always so spot on i love it when you do the uh introductions or curtain speech whatever you call it and um and, you know uh -huh. and when you're leading the the choir you're always in command for sure so you never that doesn't show with you at all i think my eyes must have been bugged wide open um when i started this and i know my first night at choir practice i i can't um, i don't i don't really even remember most of it because it was just so scary <laughs> You blacked out and then pretty, pretty <laughs> woke up on the other side. <laughs> so, Sarah, you uh, were our chair of our board of directors. We've only had four board chairs in the history of the organization. You led us through th three years of some of our uh, most growth uh, as a company. And I attribute so much of our really smart business decisions. We really grew up under your leadership, everything from getting workers comp to redoing all of our contracts and the way that we, um, the way that we have that, you know, we had a labor attorney come in and redo everything for us. And we started having payroll like a big boy, you know, like there were so many decisions that, that you made that you helped us make and you helped us lead. And I'm so grateful for the time that you, you spent with CFC Arts. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I think that was the, uh, the difference for me coming on the board because most of the board members had some artistic bent. Uh, they were either with you from day one and played in the orchestra or, you know, had they, they already, they were trained musicians or choir um, experience. And I, I think I, re I said, um, at one point, I'm the only one here that doesn't perform. And what I bring is a business mm -hmm. background. And, you know, for me, I see a, a, a magnificent nonprofit um, growing. And just because you're a nonprofit doesn't mean you shouldn't be running it like a real business so that you can continue to grow and uh, and stay um, sustainable. 
So uh, that really was a big driver for me um, in that role. You know, I'm, I talk about this book all the time that I want to finish one day. And I write this whole section about you. I can't wait what? for you to read it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because here's what happened. And you know this. So we like, very unlike the nonprofit world, we exploded in the very beginning. We took off and the organization grew so quickly. And we, we really functioned off of passion and energy and volunteerism. And it was just a do good, feel good thing that exploded. And we didn't have the foundations. We didn't have the business foundations or the pillars in place to sustain us. And that's really what you did. You came in in 2016 and you walked alongside me to help really build the foundation from a business perspective that we were, that we just hadn't, it just took off too quick. We didn't have a chance to, we had to kind of go backwards and do the things that we should have probably done at the very beginning. Um, so it, I, I absolutely attribute so much of that to you. Well, thank you. I, but that happens with a lot of uh, really good nonprofits. They, they are successful quickly and, uh, and then don't quite, they get ahead of themselves. And you know, the, the board has evolved to having people with um, a more bus- you know, broader business backgrounds. And there were a couple of key board members that were supportive because I might have come off, I might have come off as somewhat um, harsh on occasion, trying to move something forward. And you know, without without the support of other board members to say, no, that's a smart thing to do. We do need to do it. And, you know, you and I have certainly had our little dust ups over some decisions, but but the the strength of the organization is everybody was um, ready for the growth and and wanting to do it properly. And that's that's what's happened. It's it's grown the way that it should. So and it's why it's so successful now. Agreed. And we're in a we're in a wonderful place because of tough decisions that we made along that journey. And I and I, I look back at every single one of those decisions that we made. And I don't I don't regret a one of them, Sarah. I really don't. Well, I think I think we did well, good. And I, I think that, the, um, you know, your um, sense of knowing and saying there are things that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And this board, as always, and you know, it's not. I know it's not the same members now that were in the beginning, but from I think day one, um, this board is uh, just special. And it, and I guess that's part of the, the kind of the core values of the organization. Because I've been on other boards where you can't have conversations, you can't have uh, differences of opinion because there's egos involved or uh, there are little power plays, and that, and none of that has ever happened on. Um, this board and um, and that's the strength of the organization and uh, I think everybody's there for the right reasons everybody is joyful and um, you know everybody loves each other there's friendship and camaraderie and there are differences of opinion but they get worked out pretty quickly and nicely so that's I think the 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 backbone of uh, CFC Arts is uh, strong yeah, I think there's something to be said about a, a startup nonprofit that has turned into what it is today, that in 10 years of board history, not one board member has ever resigned because 
of something that they, you know, that they didn't agree with or they got their feelings hurt. You know, we've had some that had to move away mm-hmm. or change jobs or whatever. But I think there's something to be said about that. I think what you're saying is is true. And I think that is it starts at the top, right? It starts with the board and that kind of relationships then filter down throughout the entire organization. So um, I appreciate your leadership. Well, that's very friend. nice of you. Thank you. Okay, so let's okay. back up. Let's go back to Sarah Brady as a kid. Okay. What are your, what are your, which I wish I would have known you as a kid. Were you fiery as a kid? Were you like, were you like a, were you, were you a leader then? Were you quiet? What were you, you like? You make me laugh. I was, um, <laughs> I was very shy. Uh, I was kind of a bookworm, um, you know, not um, not very social. I had a lot of friends, but just a kind of an ordinary, quiet, sort of shy kid. And I took piano lessons for three years from uh, a beautiful, magnificent woman. And she thought I was very talented. She nurtured me. I, I played for three years and I had my last recital. I think I was 11. And I can remember my, I think my mom made this dress for me and it was a dotted Swiss white dress with a little sash. And I went up to the piano to play and I was playing Swan Lake and I, and my um, teacher wanted me to play it without using the music. So I started and and, um, my uh, music, I forgot, I kind of lost my place. So I put my music up and put it up, started playing again. The sheet music fell off onto the floor. Oh no. I stopped. I picked it up, put it up again, and played the rest of this music and finished. And that was the last performance I ever did. It scarred me for life. Oh, no. <laughs> At 11 years old, that was the last time. <laughs> but I remember you wanting to take piano lessons again. See, you can't say you've now sung in a choir and you performed on the piano on a recital. You can't say you're not Well, artist. I think you have to actually do it. That's- so I, I'm not in the choir anymore, uh, just mainly because of my schedule. But, um, and then, mm-hmm. um, and I did go and buy a, you know, a little electric piano. I have it in my home and I did start taking lessons. And again, my schedule got in the way, but I just said to my husband the other day, I, I've got to go start taking lessons again. Now's the time. I really want to play it. And mm-hmm. so I am going to, I am going to start again. I, I know the basics. I know how to play. I just need to practice. So, um, but yeah, I want to take lessons again. So then you, then you can call me Mark. Well, you know, CFC Arts can help with virtual lessons so that we can, we can get you set up. With <laughs> no, that I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. We're teaching virtual lessons and they're being, they're awesome. So you can set up your little Zoom with your piano and your teachers on the other side with their account, and they teach you. Well, you know, home, be, oh my god, that's so great because I could actually maybe fake the the lesson and my and my progress because I could get somebody to come in and hide from the camera and play and make it sound like I did better the next week than I really did. Perfect. And you know, you have those kind of preset songs on keyboards. You could just push yes. one of those and then pretend yes. like you're playing. They wouldn't know. I'm <laughs> so what you just said that this piano teacher was a, a beautiful, wonderful, magnificent person. Uh, 
tell us about maybe an artistic influence you had growing up. Anybody besides your piano teacher? Well, I, I kind of had a funny little background uh, because my dad had been uh, a theatrical agent. Uh, he ran the publicity department at MCA years ago when it was a big, big company up in New York. And then he came, they moved mm-hmm. from New York down to here in Orlando. And so he was still booking entertainment. So we had a lot of music. Most of his um, uh, clients were singers and uh, or musicians. So I got to see bands and singers and they were always so there's one singer named Barbara Velasco. I don't I don't know if she's still alive, but um, I think she was a Filipino woman and she was just like a movie star. And I know he got her on The Tonight Show and um, she wore a dress that a sparkly long dress that fit her so uh, tightly that she had to lie, um, I guess, stand against a slant board. So because she couldn't sit in the dress and she was going to perform in the dress. So, um, I, you know, my dad always had people coming to the house. So I've been around music a lot. My dad played violin in college in the uh, orchestra at University of Pittsburgh Um, and just, you know, normal stuff with the Beatles. And so music's been part of my Mm. life, like a lot of people all my life. And then I loved playing the piano, even though I was, you know, emotionally wounded from it. so, so it's just kind of a lot of a lot of things, uh, you know. Nothing, nothing in particular, really, other than just sort of ongoing, always being surrounded by it. Is there a moment uh, in the arts, um, maybe not even that that you participated in, but just that you witnessed that made you exceptionally proud? Um, proud of what? Just proud of a performer. Proud of yourself. Uh, proud of an organization. I mean, you support lots of arts organizations in our community. Anything that just made you kind of overwhelmed? Yes, there are two. There are two moments. Um, one is, um, you know, a lot of people know that I um, uh, represented uh, Barbara and Rosario Palma, at, um, who owned Pulse Nightclub. And when yeah. we had the um, press announcement of her forming the foundation, um, we had it on the site and we had CFC arts. I brought you in um, to perform mm-hmm. and you had a young lady. I, I want to say she was maybe 16 and you sang rise up. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to surprise Barbara with it because um, after the tragedy, that's what she, that's what she would listen to every morning. It's kind of how she was able to get up every day and do what she needed to do. And, so when um, it's, I guess it was Legacy that was singing, and um, that moment was unbelievable because the Legacy was singing as people were coming into the press event, and Lou had them on the loudspeakers. It just, it it just enveloped everybody, um, and so Barbara started crying when she heard it. Somebody told her ahead of time that that it was it was going to be performed, and she told me, you know, she was glad because she doesn't like surprises but I saw how moved she was. So that was one moment that was beyond extraordinary. And then the, um, the program that I know you, you um, orchestrated it for the community where uh, over at the um, Dr. Phillips, when, uh, I, and I always forget the name of it, but the celebration. It was beautiful together. And, um, and we had, um, I brought Barbara over, Barbara and Rosario um, for that. And, 
it was it was amazing because it really was the community coming together. You had all the arts groups and you had them um, performing together. The music was touching. And um, I think uh, Mayor, I think when Mayor Dyer came in, people stood up and gave him a standing ovation and everything about it brought this town and the people in this town uh, together in one room. And um, is and it's what people needed was a comforting experience um, that can really only be um, uh, executed through music, I think. And uh, and that that just was uh, I think it was just magnificent. And after what we had all been experiencing, um, it was it was just a gift. So so those two moments are both related to Pulse, but they were they really stand out for me. And it was the arts really that started the healing journey of our community. And you were so instrumental in that, in that, in helping Barbara and helping Pulse and, and all of the people involved with that. And I remember the Monday morning after it happened, bringing together art leaders in our conference room and saying, how are we going to, how are we going to mobilize artists to help heal? And 12 days later, just 12 days later, Beautiful Together happened. And I do remember the mayor saying, this is the first time I've had any kind of respite in my heart since this whole thing happened was when the arts happened. And I, I want to add one more layer to the story about the young lady who's saying, mm -hmm. rise up, um, because speaking of impact and stories, that young lady, um, we act, I actually judged a talent show in Pine Hills. Uh, which if you're listening to this outside of Orlando, it's really an under-supported area in our, in our community uh, with a lot of poverty and, and at times crime. And, and they had this talent show in the, in the heart of Pine Hills. And this, when we got ready to announce the winner, I said, you know, randomly, whoever wins this, we will give you lessons through our school for a year. And I had no idea how I was going to pay for it or anything, but I just said, that's what we're going to do. So this young lady won the Pine Hills Talent Show, and we gave her voice lessons and, and performance lessons for a year in our school. And about a year and a half after she won that is when she sang in the parking lot of Pulse. Um, and that so that's how she came to us. So this beautiful young human being in Pine Hills won a talent show. And wow. Well, I, I have goosebumps now just thinking about her. Uh, it was... There, there are no words to explain it. And everything about these tragedies, they're so difficult to articulate, uh, you know, as how they, you know, the fallout and the healing. And, uh, but yeah, I think the arts played such a big role and still does, um, you know, it still does. So uh, I think when, you know, the year anniversary, it, it was the, it's music that pulls people together, you know, for the one year mark, um, Barbara planned all of these different events. And I think in the, um, I mean, at midnight or two in the morning, I guess, around there, you know, she had a, a show at the club. Um, they put a tent up and and it was the some of the performers from Pulse. And so throughout the day, there were, you know, there was solemn music and choir music and, you know, all different kinds of things. And then, and then two in the morning, which is around the time of the shooting, you know, she brought back, she brought Pulse back to life with the people that actually live there and, you know, perform there. Um, and uh -huh. uh, so, you know, I think 
the, the people underestimate the power of the performing arts as a whole. You know, it's fun to go to the Orlando Ballet and see these dancers, but then, you know, when you see how hard they work and then, uh, and then when they appear in a program and just bring out so much emotion while you're sitting in the audience, it's that, that's the healing power of the arts. Mm. And we're experiencing that right now through this COVID-19 pandemic, you know, how much, how many of us have turned to a good book or music or a movie or, or painting to get us through these very long days? Well, you can look at see, uh, I think what's really interesting is if you watch the TV and see the um, advertising that's taking place because these major companies, everybody's impacted. And right now everybody wants to, you know, be in this together. And the music rise up is in virtually every ad, it would seem. Um, and yes, uh, yeah. and it's that that particular piece of music and and Rihanna singing it is there's just there's just something very special about that. But just all of the music and how they put scenes together where you see, you know, uh, younger people talking to their grandparents through glass or, um, you know, children right making uh, sidewalk art because they can't go to the playground all of those images mm. tied into mm. the music um, people dancing in their homes and carrying on and uh, all of all of those um, aspects to our everyday life put together in these beautiful little um, quick videos uh, really do make you feel hopeful that we will get back to some kind of abnormal normal um, we will someday be able to have yeah, six right. people to dinner or 10 people to dinner we'll be able to hug our you know aunt and uncle that, those kinds of things so the the music and the images and all of those aspects um that we're seeing over and over again i think are very helpful in making us hopeful that was beautiful sarah and i know many people that will be listening to this podcast will hear what you just said i know i and will bring us hope because that mm -hmm. that is what the arts do so how did you come to see it? Well, uh, I, you know, my friend, Mary Reckia Brown, it was, I think, already on the board with you or involved in some way. And she invited us, she invited <laughs> she us was, to, yeah. I think it was Oklahoma. And so we got to come and see the show. And I literally could not sit still. And I was, you know, I think I was like a lot of people. Oh, community arts. Okay, well, that'd be nice. Okay, we'll come. We'll just see some local people, you know, dancing and singing on stage, whatever. But it was professional level, level entertainment. And the singing was mm -hmm. incredible. The music was incredible. And, you know, I fell in love with the orchestra because that really is my favorite place. And, you know, I've got a big old, you know, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> you and everyone else in this um, world. <laughs> I, I love why. I mean, I think he's he's so great too when he, you know when he's doing a show. But um, but it was really seeing Oklahoma, and I was hooked immediately. I was shocked at the quality of the performance, the quality of the music, everything about it. So um, I started coming to the shows, and then um, I don't know, you snatched me and put me on the board, and and I've been you know madly in love with it. Mm -hmm. You know, really from day one. Yeah, and you that was summer of 2013 was Oklahoma and you joined the board in 2014 and was on the board for six years. So you didn't I I didn't let you I didn't let you hang around long Boy. without putting, <laughs> putting you to work. Boy, I don't like grass <laughs> you. So what were yeah. 
So what words would you use to describe Central Florida Community Arts? Well, let me think. Uh, I, I think, you know, because we had these discussions early on, too, about the name, you know, because when you first named it, when first it sort of doesn't necessarily easily roll off the tongue. And, um, and, and I thought mm-hmm. community might be detrimental because of the impression, certainly like I had, is, oh, yeah, it's like community theater. Um, but you know, as usual, you were spot on. You, you so know your uh, organization and your mission and your um, and your audience because everything about it is community. When, you know, I'm Jewish, I love going to the church to be um, in these uh, choir uh, practices. I love going to the churches for the performances mm-hmm. because once you walk in, you just feel like you've been embraced by the entire community and you see people from all walks of life. You see mm-hmm. people that you know from work and then you see people you've never met before and start chit-chatting away. Everybody um, welcomes each other. The, um, there's no, you you took my seat or n- nobody fights over any. I don't know. It's just the only <laughs> issue that I always have is that you always um, sit me behind the tallest person in the world. So I can always. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to come worst, up, Sarah. The worst was like... <laughs> I knew you were going to put it in there somewhere. <laughs> what a good the worst segue. Was, the worst was that, that holiday show, one of the Christmas programs, because the whole family that sat in front of us put on Santa hats in front of us. And we're like, really? Really? <laughs> so... <laughs> I remember I don't it was early on like maybe 2014 yeah. 2015 and I saw you yep. kick off your shoes and like sit mm-hmm. Indian style just kind of dancing in your seat and I thought that lady mm-hmm. has got mm-hmm. to be involved with yeah. this <laughs> and it's, every time every time you see the orchestra I I am just blown away by the level of talent uh and how big it is because it's massive well, it's like 150 people up there and uh, and then I just love you know when the orchestra's there because I don't do it for I don't do it so much for the choir but for the orchestra you know there are board members in there and friends of mine I just love going up at intermission and going say hi and waving to my friends that are in there and you know I stand up and they see me applauding them and um, so it that connection so that's really the word is is how how everything that you do through this uh, massive organization connects with everybody um so I, I think that's probably the, the word that defines it other than community community connections or whatever <laughs> and i can't and you have said on so many occasions and i i don't know that i've ever heard anybody say it so simple yet it resounds so much but you say this organization yes. is just nice Yes, you said that so well. So, <laughs> well, and, and nice. you know, I wrote down a note or two. I did have that on my notes to say that because the board meetings, uh, even when there are differences of opinion, and notice I say difference of opinion, not disagreements, um, because that's the, I think that's a, a different idea. Um, but every experience, people are nice, and I think in everybody's daily lives, you don't necessarily always have that certainly in my line of work i'm dealing with a lot of tension and anxiety and fear and people don't always act in the, they don't necessarily show their best selves in those circumstances but um so going to something with cfc arts if it's a fundraiser or if it's a you know a meet and greet um everybody is just nice and 
I think in the world that we live in, we need more nice. And so you're guaranteed to have a great experience because everybody's pleasant and friendly and welcoming and nice versus, I don't know, going, going someplace else where there might be, you, you might have a bad experience, uh, a shopping experience or, you know, a, a dining experience where something goes wrong and people get pissy. And um, so, so, yes, everything, it, 100% mm-hmm. is nice, 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 nice. And I like nice. <laughs> in your, your world you, you really cling to nice because sometimes in crisis pr it's not it's not always mm-hmm. your world so mm-hmm. that's refreshing for you <laughs> so why do you think the future of cfc arts is well it, the success that it's had in this past decade sort of speaks volumes i think um i have yet to see any um time where uh, anybody in the organization loses their way and starts to, you know, get too big for their britches or think that um, you are something more than you are or something different than you are. And I think one of the strengths is that everybody involved seems to enjoy, you know, kind of the heart and soul and the core values of CFC Arts. So as long as that continues and and you continue to step up like right now in this pandemic and what you were just telling me with Advent Health and um, the concerts that you're doing for the frontline workers, for the healthcare workers. And um, I think that's such a great gift because I think we all need to pay really close attention and show a lot of love uh, and nice to all of these doctors and nurses and techs and custodians and the food servers, everybody that's working in healthcare right now, um, they, we need to take care of them because when this, when the, the intensity of it wanes, um, I think there's going to be a lot of, of, um, you know, quiet and um, backlash for them just emotionally. And I think that's what CFC arts can be, uh, can contribute toward is just taking care of them and um, and the healing through music and connection. Uh, and I, I, I think you, you've clearly already started that. So I think if that continues, you'll help this community heal once again from something so traumatic, so unimaginable that um, that your your future is, is just going to continue to be bright and purposeful. Mm, that's so beautiful, Sarah. We've talked internally a little bit about how we see ourselves as first responders in, in some way to keep people connected and pe- keep people creative and keep people hopeful. There's something to be said about about that with mental health that's really, really important during this time right now. Um, but you just said it so beautifully. I can't believe we're already out of time. I, it's like, I feel wow. like we just got started. But that probably shows we're long overdue yeah. for a coffee or a lunch or something because well, well, when I get my new kitchen, I get my new kitchen. So before we, before I was gonna we say, go, when I get though, my new kitchen, you can come over for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Well, before we go, this is a really tough question, but I, it's important to ask. Why do you think? And you've said this actually in in several ways throughout this conversation already. But why are the arts? so important um you know human beings have a great need to express themselves uh either through writing or you know speaking dance music and it's part of the dna of a of a human being 
and everybody has some way of expressing themselves. Even, you know, my husband, who is a retired police officer who doesn't have an artistic bone in his body, but he's a fabulous dancer. He loves to dance. Mm -hmm. And you would never think of it. He's a street boy from New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, so everybody, um, everybody has some way and need to express themselves. So depending on, you know, it's finding that, uh, that kind of the right form uh, or format for you. If it's playing piano, if it's um, writing poetry or if it's dancing, um, it, it's, it's just part of, it's, it's as important as breathing, really. It's, uh, it's important for our mental well-being, for our physical well-being. It, it, it feeds all of our um, sort of our psychological and um, physiological needs. So, and I don't, I think we probably, I would say in the past 10 years, past 20 years, the world has become much more sophisticated in its appreciation and value of, you know, the arts in general, I think. You know, you remember, I, that's usually, you know, when school budgets come way back, they would cut the arts programs. And I think that shift has um, uh, evolved nicely to get, you know, at least in our community, because, you know, um, I think we have a huge arts program in the Orange County school system run by our good friend, Mr. Evans. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I just think people mm -hmm. uh, need to understand how important the arts are just to our, our well-being in, in, in its entirety, to our wholeness. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sarah, thank you. It makes total sense. I was just kind of like, wow, that's how I would. Maybe I've just arts. been around you really so much. Good. <laughs> I mean, arts are yeah. essential to our well-being, right? Mm -hmm. it just You said it. It really is. Uh, and it's true. And I, I can't imagine my life. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't without the arts. Um, so I'm grateful for organizations like Steve Starts that make it accessible to, to everyone. Sarah, thank you for joining me for this conversation. And thank oh, you for it's my all pleasure. And I'm not done, guys. of course. And can I just note that Margaret, my little eight pound dog, is lying on my desk and she hasn't moved a muscle throughout this entire conversation. So you didn't get to hear her little bells or anything. She's been very well behaved. I know. <laughs> no, she's, she's been sleeping. mesmerized by she's the sleeping. <laughs> That's all. Okay, I love you Sarah, too. I love you. Thanks again for joining us. We want to hear your stories, so email us at artsmatter at cfcarts.com. Until next time.